Hey there. Hey, brother. How's it going? Hey, I, I gave you a five. Uh, I gave you leeway. You didn't show, so I just started talking. I didn't realize that you had um, you joined late. So glad no, to see you. No worries. I had uh, I had messaged you because um, for some reason your IG live wasn't popping up, but I had to update my app. Ah, yeah. Got it. And then okay, I was, well, good. I was hearing you talk, and I'll send you requests, but I wasn't sure if you got them. Didn't see those. Sorry. Yeah. Well, good. I'm glad to have you, my man. How are you? It, brother thank you for having me man yeah welcome we were just talking about uh gamifying your your holiday mood and mindset and you know not getting caught up in the the craziness that it can be um my wife and my mom i was talking about how it can be can get a little bit cuckoo for cocoa puffs and i'll say that to their face and they'll admit it like something just shifts and so you know it's being aware of that and being like okay look we're on the same team here how can i help you lower your stress and anxiety you know, it's like everything, they want everything to be perfect. They want everything to go off without a hitch, but that's not life. That's not how it goes, but it's in their DNA. So you got to kind of help them oosah, and bring it down. How, what about you? How's your family during the holidays? Oh man, if I tell you stories, um, I would say it's lightened up more. But if I tell you some of my stories back in the day, look, I'll tell you right now, being, being in the, being uh, raised as a, uh, in the Hispanic community, man, <laughs> tell you, it could be wild, 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 wild. Police wild. Navidad. <laughs> exactly i bet i bet and it's uh it can go from zero to a hundred and one i'll tell you everybody can be laughing and joining and then you hear uh grandpa and uncle and this and that fighting in the corner about uh whatever issues are going on in the world or or whatever issues are going on in the family and you got the whole gossiping going on so that that that, that can easily happen when with uh one of our uh holiday uh family dinners and traditions yeah holiday, holidays <laughs> i know it's an amazing time isn't it holidays are like these like these these events that are just like it's like everything's amplified right it's like because it's all you're getting everybody together in one room for for one you know short period of time meanwhile sometimes you haven't talked to these people in weeks months whatever uh you know and then it's like you want to get everything all in and there's this anxiety of like you know you want things to be perfect you want things to go well but then there's that family dynamic that, you know, it's like an old, it's like an old shoe. You just slip right into it. And it's like, at first everybody's like, Oh, so great to see you. And you're hugging and you're kissing. And then like you said, the next minute, it's like, you, my, <laughs> uh, it, it's a, it's a, it's an emotional, just roller coaster for sure. Um, but as I said, one of my hacks that I like to use to kind of bring it back to where you're, you know, you're on the good side of the roller coaster is, is to just remember like, you're not going to see these people. Some of these people, you love them. They love you. Like, just try to keep it all. We're on the same team here and have fun together and, and love and, and, and talk about things that, you know, we know that we want to talk about that we might not miss and don't waste it on, on the little petty bullshit and fights, which, you know, that's human nature. People tend to do that. You just got to be aware of it. I, I always say all the time, like, you know, now I've just learned it's, it's again, one of the biggest things I used to do before and I would say maybe I've gotten, I would say in the last two years, I've worked on it very, very hard is we already, we already set an expectation with some of our family members. Um, so sometimes we ourselves trigger ourselves before we even got there. So I tell people all the time, don't put filters in front of your family members, especially before you go see them. Because what happens is before you even get there, you're already creating scenarios in your head. You're already expecting to be a certain way. So it's already putting you in a bad mood. Even though nothing's happened yet, inside you're already feeling a little anxious. You're already feeling a little tension. So the moment they say anything, 
it's going to trigger you. And then right there, you're already going to have some kind of tension for the rest of the night. So I myself have worked on that tremendously because your family is, family members are the easiest people to get under your skin. So, you know, I, I say it all the time, try to go in there with a clear mind, set, set the expectations you want. So before you even get there, start telling yourself, okay, my mom's going to be like this. My dad's going to be like this. My grandpa's going to be this set up the, the way you want them to be and present right. at that moment and bring that energy out into existence. Don't put the filters of what they typically might have, uh, might be when you were used to being with them. Cause if not, you're going to attract more of that. And then you're going to go into a hostile environment and that's what you're, that's what you're going to create. So remove those filters guys and set up the expectations that you would want for your family members. And especially during these holidays. Well, dude, that's exactly right. Um, and two things, yeah, you kind of touched on that I, I totally agree with. So one is, you know, basically what you're saying is be, be a growth owner versus a fixed victim is the term I always use. And, you know, don't, be, don't go in there being like, oh, I know that dad's going to be like this and mom's going to be like this. There's nothing I can do about it. This is going to suck. I mean, you've already basically established how it's going to go when you, when you do that versus, you know, open mind and not going in with these, I think you call them filters, you know, preconceived, you know, take your judgments and, and your, expectations way expectations are just absolute relationship killers totally. you know when you when you when you just expect or you you know assume when and you want people to be a certain way or you assume the opposite that they're going to be a certain way i mean it's like you've already determined that that's how it's going to go your mind is playing that movie versus like what you said like think of the end in mind okay like what's this going to look like at the end of this 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 gathering you know, we're all going to be hugging and being like, oh, this was such a great holiday. Can't wait to do it next time, right? Begin with the end in, the end in mind and just take out all that other stuff. And, you know, because it's up to you as the growth owner to determine. Like, you actually play a huge role in how it's going to go based on how you talk to them, how you interact with them, how you, if you start to see them go into the dark side, pull them out of it and whatnot. Yeah, 100%. I agree, man. And, and then the other thing, too, is like, if you know certain things, already trigger your parents or your family members just do your best to avoid even getting to conversations with them about, about topics or to matters and just just try to enjoy them and love them for who they are and just enjoy those good present moments and then um don't don't spark something that doesn't need to be sparked you know especially if you know what's going to get them triggered so try avoiding those conversations and just just have a good time love it man um all right well that was a nice little pick up from our our other conversation and i like thanks for thanks for contributions there uh let's talk more about you um tell us about who you are how you got here um, a little bit about your journey and you know what you're doing now and and what you're where you're headed and what you're trying to do to help the world and how you're doing it totally brother and i appreciate that man so first of all thank you for having me on and um you know so that way people have a little bit better understanding who i am you know my name is anthony mendez i reside in, in miami florida raised um don't hate me i know it's sunshine here all year round <laughs> if I can give you some, I would give you some. Um, yeah. But, uh, but you know, um, I've been a trainer my whole life, um, you know, starting, that was my career. And um, basically where I'm at today is, you know, I really focus on helping these coaches, these brands, so that way they don't have to worry anymore about burnout or about not getting paid efficiently uh, because they're on a trading time for money base where they can actually create more of that time, uh, money freedom for themselves and do more what they love and yep what they love I and mean, for me that's always been a mission and you know i've been business coaching for three years now recently opened up an agency probably like five months ago which is on the on the aspect of scaling these coaches once we lay a foundation 
So I have a full service digital agency with my business partner. I also have a, a podcast with my business partner. So I'm the co-host of the Sweat It Out podcast where we talk um, everything about self-development, high performance, how to be able to you know, become a, a successful individual. We interview other big entrepreneurs, athletes, celebrities, and we also talk about trendy things going on in today's world. Love it, man. Um, yeah, that's right. So yeah, you're basically using, so getting back to kind of how you're helping people, is it a technology that you developed? Um, and I love the idea of, you know, cause right, we all have different strengths and I'm always preaching, you know, you want to hone in on your strengths and your passions and figure out how to outsource the rest of it, figure out workarounds. Cause you know, the last thing you want to be doing is spending the majority of your time on stuff you're not good at like trying to maintain the finances and the, and the business aspect and growing your business. And if there's, you know, soft, if there's something that can, a person or software technology that can help you do that, I mean, that's what's up. So why don't you tell us about what it is exactly that it does? Yeah. So as far as like, you know, as far as like when it comes to how, how to help people when it comes to like tools, um, I'll say the most important thing, if, if you're, and you're talking about the scaling aspect, right? How, how I can help my coaches, um, be able to get these the, the results they're looking for. So when it comes to the coaching aspect, I'm, I'm all about the organic base. Um, I always say for anybody who's new starting in this industry, you have to be able to lay down on an organic way, an organic system of being able to generate leads, get in front of people um, in order to scale. If you don't have an organic system, you're not going to be able to scale properly and you're not going to be able to have the funds to be able to invest on the uh, done for you models on the paid models that are going to help you 10 X where your business is at. So some of the things that I'll tell coaches all the time is number one, you have to first work on figuring out who your target audience is. So making sure that you you're serving the right person, right? So I'm always going to be a huge advocate on figuring out who is the person you're meant to serve, because if you try serving everybody, you don't serve anybody. And we need to make sure that we're focusing. On Amen to that. Right. And that's, and let me just pause there. That is like one-on-one entrepreneurship starting your own business uh, it, it, it's what our, our brain naturally wants to go who's my client well everybody's my client and the problem with that is when you when you're fishing in the entire ocean you know there's just so many other places for those fish to bite versus you know if you just pick a, a tiny little area and you're like oh there's some good specific grouper that I'm looking for right here. And you put your thing in and um, all of a sudden, you know, you get a fight like that because you've targeted the type of fish and the area that you want. 100%. And that's the thing. Like I think with many times, especially in the, in the industry that I'm in, in the health and wellness industry, a lot of coaches will come in and they want to come in way too broad. And the problem is, is when you come way too broad, um, you are actually shooting yourself in the foot because here's the thing. When you go see a doctor and you need um, heart surgery, they're going to put you with a heart specialist, a, a heart surgeon who specializes in heart surgery, not with a general doctor. So with being a coach or being the fitness space, you want to become that specialist in that one area. People will pay more for your specialty versus trying to be the person who's trying to serve everybody and is way too broad. And people don't understand. So what do you exactly do? What do you really focus on? No, be the specialist in your field and you will stick out. So we work with that number one. And I'll say the other thing that's important too is being, a bit, being able to, relate to, to lay out and create your offers. Um, I think many times people are even confused on what they even want to offer or they're all over the place. Take time to really develop what are your different offers, especially uh, being in the online space. I tell coaches who are in person, you have to be able to have multiple offers. So have multiple offers in today's world, whether it's hybrid, 
online uh, with your in-person, but you need to have multiple offers that support your business. Because if not, if you're tied to one, there's too much eggs in one basket and you, you're, you're risking um, having something like COVID where everybody went crazy and lost clients. This is going to allow you to diversify yourself. And then the building of your offers, I always tell people the most important thing is is having at least a structure of three, um, at least having three offers where people can pick from. Three is usually a standard number where you see people use across the board in, this, in different industries. So have your high ticket, your medium ticket, your low ticket offers. So that way you have a nice variety of, of different options for your clients as well and moving forward. And then the next thing is, you know, really focusing as well on your scheduling. I'm a huge advocate of focus, focusing with my clients and working on their scheduling. Um, I always tell people all the time, in order to be a high performer, you have to have a strong schedule. If you don't respect your schedule, your schedule won't respect you. So I'm a huge advocate on building a strong schedule. And what that means is, is number one, you got to look at what's most important for you and what's most important to you in your life. Uh, meaning it could be anything from spending time with your family, your friends, to your hobbies, to, to obviously your work, uh, to other things that fulfill you and are in your bracket of success. My bracket of success might be different than yours. So what is most important for me? I want to do that. I want to make sure I get that out through the week and booked into my calendar because that fulfills me as a human. I mean, as, a, as, as for who I am. Then number two, I like to go in and say, okay, what is the crap that we got to cut out? All right. Three different things. It could be, you have to uh, hand something off to somebody else. It could be a task. It could be something that you're doing. You need to hand it off. You need to automate it or you need to stop doing it. So you have to ask yourself those three things when you're building your schedule. What can I hand off? What can I automate? And what can I stop doing? And when handing off means, hey, maybe you have an assistant, maybe in your relationship, maybe there's something that you can hand off to your partner that might be better for them so you can take care of some of the other things that are more productive for you to be able to provide back for your family. Um, maybe automating could be, maybe you go to the grocery stores and you're spending an hour to two hours at the grocery stores where, where instead you can have groceries delivered to you and now you have an extra hour in the day to be able to work on things that are more important for you because you automated it. And then stopping is, for example, let's say you're doing long obstructed meetings that don't have to go past a certain time, but you're prolonging them. Stop prolonging your meetings. Put a hard stop to your meetings. If it's 30 minutes, it's 30 minutes and respect that. So I'm a huge advocate in making sure that those schedules are intact. So that way you can live a more high performing life. So those are the first things I really cement when it comes to the foundations. And then we move into everything that has to do with content, lead gen, optimization you know, uh, campaigns, uh, forms of marketing, and then um, also as well, um, how to be able to properly put your message out to draw in the right, uh, the right crowd. So we really just focus on really laying that foundation first, because I feel without that mindset, without the scheduling, without understanding who you're here to serve, without understanding your offers, you can't really move forward. Uh, so yeah. Build that first. No, those are good ones. Um, Right. I mean, it ties into, you know, one of the big ones that it took me a while to learn. Um, and then once I got it, it just exponentially propelled my success in business was, you know, think, begin with the end in mind, right? Like, like you look at and, and, and don't try to reinvent the wheel. Look at other people that are in your space that you admire that are doing what you want to do. Look how they've done it. Look at where they are. Look where they're headed and be like, okay, this is where I, this is how I want my system and my program to look when it's all said and done. And this is where I want to be. And then start building backwards from there. 
And that's a good way, I think, to cut out like your your tip number two, cut out the crap. Because it, it just, it immediately makes a crystal clear vision of what it is that you're after and trying to accomplish and what it's all gonna look like. And you can just start getting rid of, well, this doesn't help, this doesn't help. Why am I wasting my time over here? And these types of things. Yeah, 100%. And, and that's where I think that goes with anybody in any industry is just as a high performer, you have to have those things intact. You know, I, for me, I always talk about bulletproof mindset, creating a high performing schedule. And that's in any industry across the board. If you just want to be able to be successful, you have to have those two things. Uh, because the thing is, if you don't have the mindset going into whatever it is that you're doing, you're not going to be able to be able to go over those obstacles, those failures, um, you know, whatever it is that is in your way. And then if you don't have your schedule intact, you're not going to even be consistent at what you're supposed to be doing. And when you can just fix those two things, man, it just shoots your business up to the next level. That's not throwing in the actual skill sets and the tools and all that stuff. That's just literally fixing the mindset and the schedule. And I think a lot of people take for granted what those two things can just do for them, where your sales can be doing not that well. And just by impl implementing the mindset and the scheduling, your sales will go up the roof and we haven't even worked on sales skills. That's right. Yeah. I, you know, it's at the end of the day, I think that the overarching 10 K view, you know, what, like is that mindset that you said, because you know, and I, we mentioned briefly earlier, I talked about, I, I call it a growth owner mindset versus a fixed victim. You know, when you are, are really passionate at what you're doing, you pick, you obviously, whatever it is you're picking, you got to love what you're doing and you have to be good at it. To me, those are the two like prerequisites. You, you don't want to be good at something, but not really enjoy it. That's not going to do you any good. And if you're super passionate about something, doesn't necessarily mean you're good at it. Like if you're five foot two, you can't be an NBA player. Well, although Bugsy, Muggsy bugs prove that to be so it is possible but in general and then you look at kind of like okay and then what is the chances of me with my passion and my strengths doing something and then you just don't stop no matter what and you just keep going and there's gonna be kicks in the balls there's gonna be slaps in the face you're gonna fail but you want to fail beautifully right you want to say okay that sucked it wasn't fun but what did I learn from it how do I grow and, you know, even with a system like yours, I'm sure it's going to work better for some than others. And a victim might say, well, I'm using it. Why isn't it working? It's like, no, okay, well, maybe you got to tweak it to your particular area, to, to your particular field, whatever it is, um, and make it your own. And remember that the, those strengths and those passions. And I like the idea of the outsourcing, too, of the stuff like what, what is taking up your time that you're is just not progressing you towards these goals. Like, you know, is it going to the grocery store when you can order on Amazon prime and have it delivered, you know, and I, what I like to do with my clients is have them make a, a daily routine list. And it doesn't usually, it, it's going to take more than a day, but, but what you do is you literally write down all of your habits, whether they're neutral success, which I consider positive or negative, which I consider failure habits. And I, I actually have my sheet and the neutral are black, the success habits are in green and then the failure habits are in red. And, you know, it might take a few days cause you, you do, I mean, we're on autopilot all the time, right? We're, we are our habits, our habits are us. And before we know it, you know, we're being led around by them and we have no idea a lot of the things that we do and to actually see it. And then a, a big part of that also is writing down the amount of time things are taking you. And then you kind of look at the big picture after three or four days of doing it and you feel like, okay, I got a pretty good. And then you go, okay, whoa, what is, what, what failure habit am I doing that I need to replace with a success habit? What neutral habit isn't really, you know, I'm doing it, but I don't need to be doing it. And I can turn it into 
an actual momentum builder by either outsourcing it or figuring out a way to, like we were saying, for instance, you know, instead of going to the grocery store, having it delivered. 100%. No, no, and I absolutely love that because here's the thing, like I tell people all the time, you, you, you have to make sure um, you have everything uh, inputted into your, into your task list or your schedule somewhere so you can see it, uh, somewhere you can actually write it out, um, take it out of your head because a lot of people who go out through their day and just try to do things at random um, is going to lead to unproductivity. Uh, when you can list things out, when you can have things written out, when you can see what's not serving you, what is serving you, what makes sense, what doesn't make sense, you can actually start creating direction for yourself. And that's why, like, I'm a huge advocate where this plays into a role is, you know, I see most all the time, like, especially with, like, new business owners or, like, business owners who get stuck. Um, and the, I was here, too, recently. This was maybe, like, again, two years ago where we get so caught up in the business, 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 business. And what happens is, is that you're not being fulfilled in these other areas that are supposed to be important for you. And that's why I'm a huge advocate. And I tell people all the time, we're, we, you got to stop working in reverse. You're always putting business number one, business number one, business number one, when in reality, it should be your health, um, that, which means physically, mentally, uh, you know, recovery, um, spiritually, and then your self-care is number two, which I call dating yourself. We have to, you have to take yourselves on, on dates. Um, do your hobbies, right? Literally, if you, want, if you enjoy going walking to the beach, go walk on your own. And when I mean dating yourself, it's something for you, right? It doesn't mean it to be with any, it's for you. Whatever makes you happy. Take yourself on a date. Go to dinner on your own. Go play basketball. Go do whatever you love. Go spend some time for yourself weekly. Um, and then next is your friends and family. But you saw how I put health and, and, and self-care first. That's more important. Then your friends and family, you plug them into your schedule. And then lastly is your business. Because what happens is if you put business first and you're not being fulfilled in these other areas, you're not going to be able to focus 100% on your business because you have all this other shit on your mind because you're like, I couldn't do this. I couldn't do that. Um, I don't feel good. I couldn't spend time with my family. I couldn't get the workout I wanted to get in. I didn't end up taking myself to the place I wanted to. It's already been a month and I haven't done anything for me work it in you're working in reverse flip it around do the things you need to do to make yourself better and, and and make yourself feel fulfilled and you will start seeing that your business will have more clarity or your business is going to produce faster you're going to be able to produce more because you're in a better state of being um, and when you're in a better state of being you're a better high performer uh, so when you plug that into your schedule like that um, you're going to succeed much higher and the way i explained in, in an easy term is look at a table a table has four legs each leg represents one of the things I said. Number one, leg number one is your health. Leg number two is your self-care. Leg number three is your friends and family. Leg number four is your business. If you take off one leg, the table might be standing, but guess what? If I touch that table, it's going to fall down. So you're not strong. It's, it's unstable. If I take out two legs, it's going to be tilted. If I take off one, even worse. And if it has no legs, then, well, we're a little screwed there. But that's what I'm just trying to show you is that if you want to have a strong table, meaning if you want to have a strong life, you have have to pour into those four different areas in those in that category for you to feel strong and fulfilled and then you can go out there and start winning so this is uh i love how human brains work and how we're all different right so as you're talking about this you can see my my rocket ship in the yeah. back i have five i have i call them the five cores very similar to your your four call it legs of the table a universal principle this is how i look at the world a universal principle is a universal principle and what I consider universal principles, something that's been around since the beginning of time and has proven itself and we can hang our hat on 
And we know like, okay, if I base my actions and my habits around this thing, it's definitely going to make me happy, successful, whatever you want to call it. Uh, it's going to be around until the end of time or until we destroy ourselves as human beings. Okay. So with that said, you know, I, I think this concept of having these major areas of your life is definitely a universal principle. Uh, it's what I gear all of my stuff around and my habits, my, my five, um, slightly different than yours, but the same, just again, that's why I like how human brains think differently. It's like the same thing, but just packaged slightly different, uh, our mindset, uh, your career and your finances, relationships, physical health, and then your emotional health and giving back. And I see things slightly different than you and I want to, uh, but the same. So I want to talk about that, but before I do, um, Hold on. Happy anniversary to Nick Gurr. Uh, somebody had requested that, so I wanted to make sure I said that. Okay, so the way I see it, so you were talking about how you want to flip the, the order. I see it slightly different and put career and finance at the bottom and take care of the rest of yourself first, and then that'll come. Yes and no uh, for me and, and the way I see it. And so I think it's a good for our audience to kind of get both perspectives and maybe you know find their own path because that's, again, our brains work differently, and whatever works for you is going to work for you. Uh, I see it as it's, it's more of, you got to figure out how to live a holistic and balanced lifestyle. So you see my rocket in the background there, you've got five different core areas. If you spend too much time in just one core and you ignore the other ones, you're going to fly off course, right? And to me, it's all about momentum and growth and continuing to head up into that bright, bold, beautiful sky. And you want to get to the next planet, the next solar system, the next galaxy. Um, and in order to do that, you've got to maintain your trajectory and balance these cores. And so to me, all five of them make up your happiness. Um, mindset is a little bit more heavily weighted. Um, that's the one I would say, yes, you've got to get your mindset going, going in the right direction before all the others, which is that growth owner versus fixed victim, like I mentioned earlier. And then when your mind's working for instead of against you and you're saying, all right, I got everything within me to kick ass take names. Obstacles are temporary roadblocks. Uh, I'm going to welcome failure because I know it's just part, a stepping stone on my path to getting to where I want to be. And I'm going to become bigger, better, faster, stronger. Fucking let's go. Versus the, the fixed victim that goes, poor me. You know, my brain's broken. I was born the way I am. There's not much I can do about it. Maybe I'll win the lottery someday and get a break, you know, like that. So that to me is the part where it's like, okay. And then you get, and then once you start, and that doesn't happen overnight and it's little habits and little things that you can, and mind hacks and gamified tips and tricks that I help people with to sort of start to get there. And then once you get your mind in the habit of actually working for instead of against you, then, you know, to me, that's when you can really start taking off in these other areas, your career and your finances, your relationships, your physical health. And, you know, as far as the order, I'm not sure if that's as important other than mindset being first, but I, I definitely think that, um, you know, you, it's impossible to balance all equally all the time and that there's going to be phases where you're going to have to put more into something. And as human beings, we tend to want to take on everything at once and have it all fixed like that, especially in today's, you know, hit a button and get it delivered within an hour generation instant generation we're living in, but that's not how life works. As you know, it, yeah. it takes time and it's one baby step at a time. So you want to pick one core, you want to pick one habit and you want to start progressing and don't try to do all of them at once because then what's going to happen. You're going to do none of them and you're going to get frustrated and say, Oh, I knew it didn't work. The fixed victim in you. 100%. No. And I, and I agree with all that. And, um, you know, for, for example, and that's why I was using the example of a, a entrepreneur, business owner, um, you know, starting new or stuck. 
probably is going to fall in the bracket where they're putting they're, they're they're not fulfilling a lot of these other areas and that's probably where they're weaker at where it's somebody else in reverse maybe it's a person who is laid back wants to do a business but doesn't do their business or is, you know not high productive and they're spending too much time in the other areas well they got to strengthen that business leg right so you look at the you look at your table which leg is the one that's weakest start with that one and then slowly like you said implement those habits create those small changes and then move from there and again you know i'm the same I, I tell people all the time you have to be able to focus on one thing at a time and that's why it's the same thing goes when people go to workshops when people go to seminars when people are listening to stuff right now here there's so much information going on and we have an abundance of information whether it's good bad we have so much of it so much that it gets sometimes people confused and i tell people all the time you have to grab what stuck out to you the most what stuck out to you the most from whatever you heard that you felt you need to start start with that not saying that the other stuff is not important but you need to start with the one thing that impacted you the most and take action on that because if you start with everything like you said you're going to get overwhelmed and you're going to probably not going to end up doing any of it so it's better to start with that one that stuck out to you the most create habit create a consistency around it so you can turn it into a habit and then most importantly so you can fall in love with the process and then once you get that cemented you can add the next thing you need to work yeah. on so on and so forth and that's what's going to help create that cycle of 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 rinse and repeat with the things that you need to work on and you're going to just feel so much more fulfilled um at the end of the day and you're going to just feel like i can accomplish things you know it's the same thing when it goes to any application like for example with with fitness and health one of the easiest ways to do it with your nutrition for example you don't want to go in with somebody who has a, a crazy messed up nu uh, nutrition uh, plan and start taking everything away. Um, the moment you take everything away, they're going to freak out. You want to go in there and the first thing you would do is let's add something of value. Let's add something healthier, right? So it can be simply like, hey, you know, I noticed you're eating this and this and this. I noticed, hey, there's a little, we, we need to include some greens in here, but I'm going to let you pick. Do you want to pick broccoli? Do you want to pick asparagus? Can you add just greens to your dinner? Can we just do that for, for like a month? Can we just add something green to your dinner for a month? And let them do everything else they're doing. Just add greens. Maybe it could be, hey, can you just add a glass of water for this whole week? Can we just do that to whatever you're doing already? Like literally that minute. But that, those little changes would just help them so much because it's the compound effect. They weren't drinking any water at all. Now they're adding. That's right. You do seven times four. That's how many more glasses of water they've had that month. So those little changes is going to make them feel like, oh, I can make this happen. I got this. So now they're going to get excited. They're going to feel better. And then they're going to come back to you. I'm ready for something else. Like I can do this, you know? So I think it's when you can do that for others and for yourself, um, that's where you see the true power happen. Yeah, man. Well, that all fits perfectly into like, if I were to summarize life into, I actually have, I call it the equation of life. It's something that's uh, taken me my entire life to come up with. And so far, I've seen it's a universal equation that I, I've yet to um, have it fail or, or say, have somebody prove that it's, it's not the correct equation. So uh, I'm going with it for now. And basically what it says is your belief system plus your repeated actions plus time equals who you will become. Okay. Right? And it ties into exactly what you're saying. It's basically the compounding effect, your belief system, your mindset. Like, we're like what do you believe? What, what is it? What are the thoughts going through your head? 
what do you believe that you can do? Where do you think that you can go? Who's the type of person you want to be, right? And then you've got to actually take the action on those things, but you can't just take one action, right? And in this day and age, like we were just talking about, it's so easy to see an inspirational quote or hear, you know, somebody's listening to this podcast and goes, yeah, that's it, right? Until the dancing monkey comes on the screen the next time they scroll, right? And then it's gone forever. It's, you, you got to have a system. You got to have a system to, to actually turn those actions into habits. So belief system plus repeated actions and then plus time, right? It doesn't happen overnight. It takes a while. Uh, it's the compounding effect. Everybody thinks it's going to happen overnight and they see all these, you know, these, these 17 year olds with 5 million followers and they're like, why can I can do that? You know, I, I don't have to work hard. No, anybody that's made it and that's happy understands work. that you have to work. And not only do you have to, but that's actually the fun of it. If everything was just handed to you, you're not growing. And growth is happiness. So it kind of goes hand in hand. And then it's who you will become. So depending on how you, you those habits and those actions and the belief systems. And over time, you're either going to go like this, head up into that beautiful sky, or you're going to go right down into the ground. I, I love that you brought this up. because Two, two things. I, I say this all the time. Um, I'm going to start with the first one. Your health, your business, and your relationships are the three things you can never speed up in life. They're the things that need the most patience and the most growth in order to see the most success with. So you can never speed up your health, you can never speed up your business, and you can never speed up your relationships. If you end up trying to speed them up, what's going to happen with your health? You can get injured, or you might fall in a rebound effect. You do that with your business, what happens? You might crash. And same thing with your relationship. You try to speed it up too fast, what happens? It goes sour. So... It's one of those things I tell people, you have to nurture all those three. Those are the three you cannot hack in the sense of like, there's no hack for it to go faster. You have to be able to just take time with it, build on it and grow with it. And then the next thing is you talked about, you know, the motivation factor. I tell people all the time, motivation is good, but action is great. And the reason why I say that is because most people can come into this video right now and get motivated, man, look at them two going, I'm motivated, I'm hyped, I wanna do this now. And then what happens, they, go on, they get off, like you said, they go on their phone, they keep scrolling, they go end up doing some other shit. And then what happens, that motivation dies down. Where do you see that commonly happen? In workshops and seminars. That's why most people, they go to workshops and seminars, end up not doing anything because here's the problem. The moment they get out of that workshop and seminar, where do people go? A whole group of people get together and they say, we're going to go to a party. We're going to go to a dinner. We're going to go to a theater. Everybody's now going, having fun. And guess what happens? That motivation dies down. My biggest recommendation, at least it's worked for me, is the moment you leave a seminar, the moment you leave something like this, the moment you leave something educational where you're most motivated, shut everything off and take that one thing you've got the most out of and start working on it. Start writing about it on the spot. The moment you get out of that workshop, the moment you, I would yep. get back to my hotel after a workshop, I say, hey guys, I need two, three hours on my own. I'm going to go straight to the hotel. Oh, I do it right there. Like I, I'm or, too ADD to even right be able there. to save it. I get, I get my phone out. You should see the notes in my phone. I mean, it's, and I totally agree. If you don't yeah. write it down right then and there. So like, I'll be at a lecture, even sometimes when I'm talking to my guests, I try not to, cause it makes the noise, but I'm like trying to take notes and not hear the clacking, but you got to, otherwise it's gone forever. Agree. So, um, no, I don't want to, this was, this has been awesome. We're coming down to the end here. Uh, I, I, I like to end on asking the question of what is the biggest failure habit that you feel you used to have? in your life that you were able to replace with a success habit? And is there a way that you gamified it? Meaning, did you, did you, how did you reduce the friction to actually make it happen? 
you know, did you, um, you know, did you use rewards for yourself? Did you use social connectivity? Did you use competition? Did you use technology? Yeah. So the biggest failure habit that I had for myself, that's a good question. So I, I, I guess I would have to go with this and, you know, if you, um, correct me if I'm wrong, if you feel like this isn't, isn't around what we're talking about, but for me, I feel my biggest failure habit is the fact that I would look at all failures as a bad thing. Uh, so every time I failed at something or every time I made a mistake, I thought it was something that would just draw me backwards and backwards and got backwards. And I used to just let it go. Yeah. Um, no, that's absolutely a habit. That's a, that's, yep. that's a victim, a fixed victim habit mindset. Like you, every, you look at things as obstacles that are going to stop you versus, okay, how do I work around them? Absolutely. 100%. And that for me, I would say is looking at those failures as a constant, a bad thing is what was doing it for me and not allowing me to grow. And it wasn't until, you know, myself, you know, working with other coaches, working with other individuals and seeing and understanding the beauty of failure. Um, you know, and I, all I did was switch the F, you know, instead of saying uh, failure was a fuck up, I used to say failure is feedback. And that's what I say now, failure is feedback. I switch that F and I say feedback instead of say fuck up. You I know, like that. I tell myself all the time. See, I'm going to take a note on that right now. No, 100%. And, I'll and never remember it. Fa failure, instead of saying fuck up, now I say it's feedback. And I told myself all the time, every time I fail at something or I make a mistake, I say, I'm getting feedback. I'm getting feedback. And I like it because now I went through something I've never gone through before. I've experienced it. And now I can figure out how to hack it or I can figure out how to figure, I can figure out how to create a solution for it. And I like it because this is what I'm good at is solving problems, you know, and that's what I tell people all the time, especially if you're a coach, an entrepreneur or somebody who is inspiring to be one, what are, what do, what do entrepreneurs um, what is an entrepreneur? What do they do? Entrepreneurs are people who are willing to take on problems that other people are not. Um, and I always tell myself, well, if this is who I am as an entrepreneur, well, I'm going to take on this, this problem that I just experienced it. I got the feedback from it and I'm going to now hack it and figure out how to win. You know, so the next time I'm going to be on, on a win mode. And that's how I just changed my mentality to just looking at it as a constant feedback and I'll write it down. And Maybe the next time I get tackled, I might not be 100%, but I'll be a lot better than I was before. And then I'll oh, be yeah. that again. And for me, look at that climbing ladder effect as well. Like I always say, you know, the failure you start with, um, when you come back to it and you do it again, you climb one step or you climb one ladder. You're, you're now here at this level and you climb the next ladder until you, you hit 100% with it. And then now you're like, boom, I overcame it. I figured it out. Now you can have a framework for it. Now you understand it. Now that's it. You can move on from it. What's the next thing? So look at it as a positive thing, you know, switch it around, look at it as a positive thing. And I'm not saying I'm perfect. Like we have our moments, like we're still human, but at least I understand how to flip that switch faster. Yep. Where oh, that's huge, man. That's huge. Thank you for that. Yeah. I mean, that ties into kind of the theme of this. I feel like growth owner is the theme of this, this episode. You know, it's, it's a growth owner looks at failure as not only something they have to deal with, but as a mandatory part of growth and, being happy like it's you you can't not have failure so when you look at it that way it's like okay this sucked it wasn't fun like you don't have to jump up and down for joy when you fail like that's not realistic but it's like okay deep breath versus you know what did i look what did i learn from it and how can i grow from it you know what are the lessons that'll make me bigger better faster stronger versus fuck you know i knew i wasn't good enough see there's proof that i suck and i'm a terrible person and then I couldn't do it. 
So thank you for that, man. That's a great way to end strong. Anthony, thanks so much for being on the show. Um, I'd love to be on your show if you're interested. I talked some more about this stuff. I think we'd have some good more conversations. I didn't realize you had a show. That's awesome. Yeah, um, And let's stay in touch, dude. I, I like your vibe. I like what you're doing with the world. Keep, keep that momentum going, man. That, that means a lot to me, man. I would definitely love to have you on, on my Coach's Corner and on my Sweat It Out podcast. Uh, would be amazing to have both. Perfect. Just shoot me a DM and my, my assistant will get it set up. We'll, we'll do. And the last thing I always like to leave off with everybody, I always say this because I, I just think it's just important. But if the world doesn't stop for you, why are you going to stop for the world? You got to keep on moving. All right. So keep doing what you got to do. Don't care about what anybody else is doing, whatever else everybody is saying, because I'll tell you right now, nobody's going to stop for you, though. So don't stop for the world. You got to keep going. That's it, man. ABG. Always be growing. All, All right, right, brother. Thanks so much. That's it for the five core life. If you haven't already, go ahead and hit that like button on this video and pound that subscribe button so you get notified when new episodes drop. Also, please fill out the free five core life evaluator quiz. It's a great way to get a baseline of where you are and the five cores and which of the five cores you need support. In addition, you'll get some actionable advice that you can apply and start improving your life in the areas that you need it most. That's it for today's episode of the five core life podcast. Have a wonderful day. Get moving. Gain momentum. Join the movement. Join Emmett by going to moremomentum.com to take a free life evaluator quiz on where you currently stand in each of your five courses.